This is the Eric Francis Show, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome to a special Tuesday edition of the Eric Francis Show. I'm Eric Francis. We usually do this every Monday at noon till 1, but today, because of the long weekend, we've had to switch things around. And I think uh, it was worth the wait. Today, we've got two very popular Calgary Flames who decided over the weekend to sign elsewhere. Matthew Phillips and Milan Lucic. I'm very happy for both of them. And I think most people in Calgary would say the same thing because those guys are both very popular in their own right. So let's not waste any time and we'll jump right into it. Our first guest, fifth in American Hockey League scoring this year. He tied an AHL record with 15 game-winning goals, signed a one-year, one-way contract with the Washington Capitals on the weekend for $775,000 uh welcome on the atlas pizza guest hotline to matthew phillips congratulations my friend thank you very much thanks for having me on yeah no thank you for joining us and uh i'm fascinated to to hear your thoughts on 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 the process but also just how excited you are just try to put into terms just how excited you are to to get that one-way deal in a place where you're getting a fresh new start yeah i mean yeah, a fresh new start is exactly what it is. And, um, yeah, I kind of wasn't sure what was going to happen the last month or so. And I heard Washington was interested, and it, it kind of happened pretty quickly. Um, yeah. And, and I'm uh, very excited about it. Okay, you're you're cracking up. You're are you in Washington right now? Where, where are you driving right now? <laughs> well, we, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna hang up. We're gonna call you back, Matthew, and hopefully we get a better connection there. Uh, but I don't think he's in Washington right now. But hey, you never know. He might be over there already looking at houses. Um, that is an exciting signing for Matthew Phillips. I mean, I think everyone's very familiar with what happened this year with his call ups. And we'll get into all that with Matthew as well. But, you know, I know I was very, I was hoping he was going to leave the organization. And I know the organization thought very highly of him. It was mostly just one problem, one person who didn't want to give him that chance. But for the most part, I know the organization was very supportive and very much in favor of bringing Matthew Phillips back. Um, But I'm very happy he's going to get a chance elsewhere. Do we have Matthew back on the line? No, not yet. Okay. The, uh, the stats are this, 36 goals, 40 assists this year. That's more than a point a game he had over the last two seasons in the American Hockey League. And uh, he did everything that the organization could have ever asked for him to do. And now we have him back on the line. Uh, hopefully we got a better connection. Sorry about that, Matthew. Ex- no worries. Explain the, uh, uh, take us through the process a little bit and your mindset when Washington come forward? Because I do understand that there were a handful of other teams that were very interested in you. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it kind of was, it happened pretty quickly. They uh, they weren't really the first team that came to my mind, um, but then they uh, there was some interest there. And um, about a minute into free agency, I, I got a call from uh, Spencer Carberry, their head coach, and uh, he reached out and we had a good chat. So uh, that was uh, a, a pretty positive thing. And and from there, just kind of put some thought into it and, and weighed other options and, you know, thought about what was important for me. And 
they checked a lot of boxes. So uh, I'm very excited about it. Safe to say the Flames wanted you back? Yeah, they did. Um, I mean, it's, uh, I've, I've had good relationships with with everybody involved. And, um, yeah, they, uh, they they made their pitch to, to have me back. And uh, it's just where I was at in my uh, career and, and where my contract situation was at. I just kind of thought I'd make, make the best decision for me. But, uh, yeah, it's nothing negative either way, for sure. I, I'm assuming that was a tough decision, though. I mean, you lived out a dream and played in your hometown. You played for the hometown team, albeit not for very long. But but just take us through, you know, the, the mixed emotions of leaving a city that gave you a chance to, to be a pro hockey player. Yeah, I mean, it uh, it was not easy. Uh, it's It's been a long, long time. I've, I've been drafted. I got drafted seven years ago, so... Uh, it's kind of all I've known at professional hockey, um, and yeah, it's been it's been so awesome to be here in Calgary and, and to have the experiences I've had. I'm very thankful for that, and uh, there's still so many great memories to look back on. And um, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to stay in Calgary my whole career, like live here and play hockey. It's been so great, but at the same time, uh, a great opportunity presented itself. So um, yeah. It's a, it is a great opportunity for sure. And I, when I saw the news, I was thrilled like a lot of Flames fans were. I think that you're going to get a fresh new chance. And the first thing that came to mind was, and I thought about it when he signed there, Mitch Love is an assistant coach with the Washington Capitals. How instrumental has he been in your career over the last two years? Uh, you know what? He's, he's been really big for me. Um, he's a guy that. He was kind of, I think he learned a little bit from me when he came into pro hockey, just like I've learned some things from him. Um, but he's a, he's a stand-up guy. He's a, he's a straight shooter. Um, and he'll tell you what you need to hear, but he, he's also encouraging. And, and he has a lot of belief in me, and he's, uh, he's empowered me a lot since I've played under him. So, I mean, that definitely wasn't the, uh, the only reason that I, I chose to sign with Washington, but um, to have a familiar voice, familiar face to, to bounce things off of and make you feel a little bit more comfortable is always nice. And, and there can't be any doubt that, you know, he certainly gave his two cents to the organization and, and spoke very highly of you and, and your character and your skill set. So that, that's got to feel good, too, that you knew he had your back in this process. Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, Mitch, is a, he's a very loyal guy. I, I think he would go to bat for for any guy that, that he's coached and, and wants to help and, and thinks he can help a player get into a, a good situation, I believe he would do that for anybody. But, um, yeah, I, I'm very fortunate that I, I, would, I would imagine that he, he uh, maybe pumped my tires a little bit. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's great. And I'm also, I'm also happy for him to, uh, to have a chance in the NHL. It's great for him as well. Okay, we're talking to Matthew Phillips, uh, the newest member of the Washington Capitals, signed a one-year, one-way contract, $775,000 on the weekend. And uh, I, I looked immediately at the depth chart. And it's, uh, you know, in, in Washington, obviously that's a good, solid team. I know they missed the playoffs, but TJ Oshie, Tom Wilson, Anthony Mantha, and Nicholas Obey-Kubel all on the right wing where you were going to be vying for a job. Did they talk to you a little bit about where they see you making uh, you know making the team or, or, or where in the organization you might be uh 
nothing, nothing too specifically as far as like a like a lineup or a depth chart. But uh, the conversation I had was uh, they, they just like my my style of play and they like what I can bring to a team and and how I can create offense and uh, so that's kind of all you can ask for. Uh, it sounds like they have a fairly good idea of how I play and um, yeah, it just. Just like I said, it's a it's a fresh slate for me and, and a new coaching staff to play under and hopefully get the chance to play under and, and make some good relationships with. And and I understand uh, you have an old Washington Capitals jersey from a kid when when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was a huge Ovechkin fan growing up when he broke into the <laughs> league and everything, and I got uh, I got a red Caps jersey at home. Uh, and yeah, I, I wore number eight in minor hockey stuff because of Ovi. So that's kind of funny. That is funny. And obviously, uh, you, you dare to dream. You think, well, Ovi plays on the left side. I play on the right side. Maybe there's a fit there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, that would be a good little fit. Okay, take us back to this last season. Uh, this season, you played two games. You were in a called up, I believe, for. Uh, nine games you were scratched for seven of them but you did play in two of them i'm wondering what what your highlight was and i know the previous year you played your first nhl game so of the three games do you have a, a highlight at all or is it just a general chance to play in places like toronto and montreal yeah gosh i mean uh it's it's kind of kind of a, an interesting three games that i have played i mean obviously a, a pretty small sample size but to go from a first NHL game and then overall, I mean, it doesn't really get any better than that. So, um, yeah, those were awesome experiences and uh, just just so cool to be on that stage and to have friends and family watching. And, I mean, uh, that's just kind of driving me to get back to that point because it, uh, it definitely was an awesome feeling. And didn't you hit the post? Was we were in Toronto, I believe. And did you hit the post late in the game? To take me back to that. I uh, second period in Montreal, I rang run up, rang one off the post. Unfortunately, so <laughs> couple more, couple more inches, few inches to the right, and I'd have that puck in my in my house right now. But what can you do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Close, but no cigar. Um, you know, yeah. you look back fondly at those two games, and obviously those are they're wonderful memories for you. Flames fans, of course, look at the whole nine-game call-up uh, with fury, with anger, and I know you've probably felt the support of this city over the course of the last year. Take me through that. I mean, people here were furious that you never got more of a chance to play in the lineup. You handled it very, very professionally and very well. Take take me back to you know what you were going through over those nine day nine games. Yeah, it's, uh, it was an interesting time, definitely, to, uh, to get called up and then uh, to watch a, watch a game first and then get into the lineup and then come out of the lineup. And I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult for sure, and um, it's something I, I didn't really experience at the AHL level for a while, so it's tough to get out of the lineup. Everybody wants to play, and uh, definitely tough to sit and watch games at the Saddledome. Um, but hey, I, I mean that's that's out of my control. So I definitely didn't try to get too worked up about it. Just mentally, you gotta just be ready for what's next, even though that can be difficult sometimes. How how would you describe your relationship with Daryl Sutter? And maybe that's an unfair question, given you know 
you probably didn't chat with him every day, or maybe you did. Uh, no, honestly, I, I don't have any, uh, no issues with our relationship. I, I think he always took the time to, to talk to me and, and ask about things even away from the rink. And, um, yeah, I mean, coaches make certain decisions and, and the player's job is to just, uh, kind of do as told and, and play your best when you're out there. So I uh, definitely don't have any, uh, any negatives there. We're talking to Matthew Phillips, uh, Washington Capitals right winger. Former Calgary Flame, I know that's hard for a lot of people to hear because they wanted to see more of him and, 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 and keep him in the organization. Whenever I think of you, Matthew, I always think of your grandfather, Don Windsor, uh, living in Happy Adventure, Newfoundland, one of my favorite cities I've ever heard of. Never been there, of course. Tell me about his reaction. Tell me about his reaction to the news that you signed with Washington. Well, yeah, Happy Adventure isn't much of a city. It's more of a, <laughs> a street. <laughs> but, okay. uh, but yeah, he, uh, he's, he's super excited. Uh, that's, that's nice that you mentioned him. He's been uh, he's my biggest fan in the world, and uh, he's very excited for me. And, um, yeah, and, I mean, he's, he's a big fan of Mitch Love, so he, like you, kind of made that connection right away. But, uh, no, he's excited for me, and... Um, now I'll be playing games not as late at night for him to watch all the way out perfect. on the East Coast, so that's another yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is perfect, exactly. Uh, and he would come and visit you over the years, many years when you were playing minor hockey with Bow Valley Minor Hockey Association, the Bisons, the Buffaloes. Can you just yeah. tell me about your, your gratitude for all the, you know, all the different organizations you played for in Calgary that – Gave you your chance to go to Victoria and be a star in the Western Hockey League and then move on to pro hockey? Yeah, gosh. I mean, it, uh, coming up through Calgary Minor Hockey was, was awesome. And I, I made so many good friendships and uh, played with a lot of good hockey players. And there's players that I played with uh, in like Adam that are now in the NHL and um, going up through the, the Buffaloes program was incredible. And uh, played on a lot of good teams there and just continued to, you know, grow a love for the game and, and have a great time doing it. So uh, I think Calgary, the city of Calgary is, is an awesome place to, uh, to grow up if you're, a, if you're a young hockey player, for sure. All right. Now, Monday, October 16th, three games into the season, the Calgary Flames are in Washington. I hope like hell that I see you there in the lineup that night. But for those people who are in Calgary – you have, you have to wait till March 18th, Washington comes to Calgary. And again, I know everybody's hoping to give you a nice warm welcome back at the Dome. Tell me about what your summer looks like moving forward. Um, yeah, not, uh, not too much going forward. Uh, just training, uh, kind of getting back into the thick of it now. I like to take a little bit of time off to just completely reset so that you're, you know, fully engaged when you're in the training. And now I'm back in the swing of it and uh, haven't really mapped out a plan yet for when I'll be heading out east. But, uh, yeah, I love spending the summers here in Calgary, so it's it's going to be good. And tell me about uh, the Wranglers Association. I mean, that must have been a thrill to after all the – after years – sorry, when you just look at your whole experience with the Wranglers – uh, nothing but fond memories. Obviously, you didn't do what you guys were hoping to do in the playoffs, but just tell me about your time 
with the Wranglers and, and, and the, the affiliate? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I had an incredible time playing for the Wranglers. I think from the way that uh, management treated us and, and, and the way the coaching staff prepared us for, for games and practices and the environment that we were in and, and playing in such an awesome city, like I have nothing but good things to say about playing with the Wranglers. And um, I know that uh, a huge chunk of those guys are, are re-signed. So the Wranglers are going to be a really good team again next year, which is, which is awesome to see. And uh, I wish those guys nothing but the best. Awesome. Listen, I wish you nothing but the best. I look forward to talking to you in Washington. Uh, best of luck with your with your new adventure. And thank you so much for uh, always taking the time to chat with us in the media, but also just being such a great representative for Calgary and the Wranglers and the whole organization. You're, you're a class act, and I know people are very excited for you. Yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. All right, there he is. We'll let you go. Thanks, Matthew. Best of luck this summer. Thank you. Okay, he joined us on the Atlas Pizza guest hotline, uh, Matthew Phillips. And that is really a, a feel-good story. I know it doesn't leave a lot of a good taste in a lot of Flames fans' mouths. We've got some people on the fan feedback line, you know, chiming in about how awful it is that he spent all those years with the Flames and then they, the Flames let him walk away. I, I know the Flames did want to bring him back. There's no question about it. But to me, the damage was done when, when Daryl Sutter wouldn't play him he played him in a limited role over two games. Uh, granted, they were in Toronto and Montreal. They were great experiences for him, no question about it. I was talking to his grandfather throughout that, and what a thrill it was for the whole family to watch him play in those buildings, those iconic buildings and great hockey markets. But the the, the overwhelming storyline for Matthew Phillips in his final year in the organization was all about you know, what if, what if, what if this coach would have given him a little bit more chance to play a little more hockey, this organization would have a better feel for where they think he could fit in. And uh, the big question is, can he make the jump, right? I mean, at his size, uh, I think he's listed at five foot eight, 160 pounds. Um, that is a very tough road to hoe for, for, for a, a forward in the national hockey league. And, uh, but he's, he's, done so well at the pro level the big question is can he make that jump to the nhl and hopefully we'll find out you know in training camp this year in washington that he gets a chance to uh to to take it to start the season with the washington capitals it's something that a lot of people in this city uh would definitely like to see all right so we thank him for uh joining us uh at the bottom of the hour here in just uh about 10 minutes time we'll have milan lucic jump on and talk about his days in calgary and, and his role moving forward with the boston bruins and I know he's really excited about that. And again, I think a lot of people in this city are happy for him that he gets to go home to the city that drafted him and where he played eight years, won a Stanley Cup. And as I think he'll tell us, uh, you took you can take the kid out of Boston, but you can't take the Boston out of the kid. And uh, he just loves the city, always has, always will. And now he gets a chance to go back in a completely different role. But uh, as, a, as a guy who... You know, look, let's be honest, over the weekend, we saw some deals. The The enforcer role is still a very important one in the National Hockey League, even if it might not result in fights, because there aren't many these days. That nuclear deterrent is the best way I always put it. Um, you know, on the bench can prevent teams from taking runs at younger or smaller players or even veterans. Doesn't matter who it is. Everybody feels a whole lot, uh, 
more comfortable when they have a Milan Lucic or a Ryan Reeves on the bench. We saw the deal for Reeves three years. And uh, I, I know uh, Milan Lucic had a chance to sign several multi-year deals with other teams, but turned them down for a one-year deal with the Boston Bruins. And I'm sure he's hoping it'll be uh, the first of several one-year deals with the Boston Bruins moving forward. But we'll get into that with Lucic in just a couple minutes. Before we do, I just want to just mention Brad Tree Living's done a bang-up job in Toronto. Now, there's a sentence I think most people expected they'd hear quite a lot of. But is there any wonder why he wanted to leave the organization here in Calgary? Again, class organization. He has nothing but good things to say about the city, about the organization. But the impediments that come with being a general manager in Calgary, the impediments that have them you know, probably having to trade Noah Hannafin soon, potentially having to trade Elias Lindholm and Michael Backlund, and the list goes on. You know, Matthew Kachuk and then Johnny Gaudreau made his decision. You know, I, I'm constantly being asked by people, why? Why is there this mass exodus? Why, why do people want out? And I want to clarify a couple things. Other than Toffoli, nobody has said, I want out. They've all said, I will not extend my stay here. And there's a big difference to me between someone who says, I want out right now, and someone who says, I'm fine. I will finish my contract, but then after that, I will I will seek greener pastures elsewhere. Players in the National Hockey League who have a chance to, to test unrestricted free agency, I think it's foolish, to be honest, for 95% of them to not test free agency and, and go to a city that they've always wanted to play in or go to a part of the of North America where they think the, the environment may be a little better weather-wise, uh, whether it's lack of you know, media attention, there are so many reasons why this city is really pushing uphill all the time to try and sign guys and keep guys. In Toronto, it's the opposite. And we saw Brad Treliving went out and signed what I would say are three of the top five or at the very least top 10 unrestricted free agents on the weekend. Like that's, that's yeoman's work to get Tyler Bertuzzi, who a ton of teams in the league would have killed to have for one year at $3 million. Um, John Klingberg is another one. I won't include Ryan Reeves in that category, but you know, it was an easy sell to, to bring Reeves in if you wanted to bring that tough element. And you know, this is a scenario where this general manager is now realizing he knew all along that there it would be a whole lot easier in other cities. So that's that's coming to fruition in Toronto. He's gone out and signed. Uh, some free agents that I don't think anybody expected that he'd be able to sign and good on him. I'm not saying that the Leafs are going to win a first round next year or win the cup. They'll be somewhere in the middle, I'm sure, but they're going to be a hell of a hockey team. And I think Brad Trilliving, quite frankly, just made them all a whole lot better. But I, I only mention it, and nobody really wants to hear that the Leafs are better, but I mention it because people have also asked a lot, why, why Brad Trilliving uh, would leave Yes, the coach in that situation was the biggest reason why he left. But I think as he contemplated leaving because of the coach and the unmanageable situation there, I think it was pretty clear to him that, geez, wherever I go next and I will land on my feet, it will be a whole lot easier to sign players and keep players moving forward. So uh, he's, he's living that dream right now with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, a man who's going to live a dream back in Boston where it all began for him. Milan Lucic will join us in just a couple minutes. 
We're going to take a break here. Alberta was built on the back of a horse, and horses continue to play an important role in the province today. The Alberta horse racing and inbreeding industry contributes over $300 million to the Alberta economy annually, and the industry employs over 5,000 Albertans. Live standard bred racing is back. Come experience the races live every Friday and Saturday at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. For more informa information on how to get on the action, visit thehorses.com. Must be 18+. plus. Please play responsibly. We'll be right back with Milan Lucic. You're listening to Sportsnet 960 The Fan. This is the Eric Francis Show, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome back to the Eric Francis Show. Special edition, Tuesday edition. Normally we do it Mondays. This week, Tuesday, because of the long weekend and happy bladed Canada Day weekend to everybody. Hope you celebrated by waving a flag and being proud to be a Canadian. All right, our next guest is another proud Canadian, and uh, he will be plying his trade south of the border moving forward. And I think a lot of people uh, were not surprised to see this signing. I mean, obviously, in social media for the days leading up to it, we saw that it was probably coming. But uh, our next guest, a member of the Boston Bruins, Milan Lucic. Milan, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it, my man. Thanks for having me. So... How uh, you've had a couple of days to let it sink in, and you knew it was coming. But uh, how excited are you to be a Boston Bruin again? Honestly, uh, really excited. You know, it's uh, I know I've said it, and I'll say it again. It's a it's a place that's very special and dear to my heart. Uh, you know, I spent eight years there. It's a place that I, you know, was drafted and got to win a championship and all that type of stuff. So. It was, you know, to have this opportunity to go back, it's, I, I don't even know if there's words that can really express it. And, Eric, I, I feel like we've gotten to know each other a lot over the last four years, and you know how much I love the game. You know how much I enjoy, you know, being a hockey player and all that type of stuff. But, like, you know, being able to go back to a place like Boston for me is, is it just, it just means everything. Did you think about this possibility as this season ended? I mean, it's pretty obvious, I think, in your mind that you weren't going to be back in Calgary after this season. Did, did you did you let your mind wander and think about it, or is that something you don't think about during the season? You know what? Yeah, during the season, you don't really think about it because you're in season and you're just thinking about what you need to do on a day-to-day -day basis. To be honest, I didn't, mean, I, I didn't know if this was ever going to happen again. And it wasn't something that I was thinking about. And uh, when 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 the opportunity came, it was something that I couldn't, you know, I I I couldn't say no to. So, uh, but you know, when the season goes on, like you ask, it, you know, you're just worried about the season and 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 doing what you have to do to win on a day to day basis. And that's where my mind was at all season long. And and like I said, to, to just to have this opportunity. It's a uh, it's a really great special thing, and you know, I'm I can't wait to put on black and gold again. Yeah, yeah, I bet that would be a special feeling for you to do that. Um, Milan, there's a static on your call. We're just going to hang up and call you right back, and hopefully we'll have a better connection. And so we'll call you in two seconds here. Oh, sorry okay? about that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not your fault. We'll we'll call you right back, and it'll be fixed. Um, I, I'm excited, interested to ask Milan when he comes back, you know, about 
other offers because he, I know for a fact he had offers that were longer than one year uh, to play in other cities and some pretty attractive cities, uh, including, I believe, L.A., where he did uh, spend some time as well. So, uh, But at the end of the day, I'm sure it was an easy decision to go to Boston. But when someone waves two, three, and I'm told even four years at you, it sure is an interesting uh, option to have there. Well, and I was just throwing out there the fact that I'd heard over the weekend that uh, you had longer longer offers from cities like Chicago and L.A. Uh, and and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought one of them even offered you four years. Uh, is that accurate? And if so, how enticing was it to take that security and, and, and add some more years? Obviously, you know, it's you would have loved to have taken more years. Uh, but, you know, like I said, it's, to me, it was just having the opportunity to go back to where I felt like, you know, I, I, it, where I could be me again and all that type of stuff. And, and, and I'm just really thankful that I get to go back to Boston. You know what? I, I, to be honest, I, I, I don't know. I didn't have a four year deal. I'm going to okay. tell you that right now. Yeah. I did not have a four year deal. I don't know where you got that from, but <laughs> yeah, but anyways, anyways, you know, I just, like I said, I, it was, it, it it was fun being a free agent again because it, it is a pretty cool thing when you have teams calling you and they all tell you how much they, they think about you and all that type of stuff. But like I said, at the end of the day, I, I, I felt like I, I'm making the right decision to, to be going back home. Who was the first one to reach out to you or, or what was it the general manager or, or did Pasternak or Brad Marchand reach out to you first and say, Hey, I really want, we hope you'll think about coming back here. Uh, it was it was actually it was actually Don. It was it was it was Don Sweeney, and he was the first one to call me, and uh, you know we had a really good talk and and all that type of stuff. So uh, he he wanted to know where my head was at and what I wanted to do as far as playing and even if I had any interest in coming back. And then, like I said, we had a good conversation, and and then he put the wheels in motion and and. Here we are. I'm, I'm, you know, it's funny. He he talked about the story of me buying a, a Bruins hat, which I did, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm still wearing it right now. I got it on my head <laughs> right now, and 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 it's just it's like I said, it's just nice to have the the black and gold going again. How will you remember your time in Calgary? You know what? It was great. Honestly, I I, I really enjoyed it. I really did. I think it was rejuvenating for me. I think it, it it made me, you know, love hockey again. Um, you know, the city, the fans, uh, everything. It was it it, it was really great. I, I I really really did enjoy it, and I mean, I think people have seen too. You know, me and my family, we really did embrace, you know, being Calgarians and being Albertans. You know, we we went to Banff. We did everything that we could possibly do as yeah. far as Calgarians, you know, <laughs> and, and I really did enjoy everything, you know, that, that the flames, you know, being a flame had to offer and, and, and I'm, I'm really thankful for it. I'm, I'm really appreciated for it. I know my family's appreciated for it too. I met a lot of great people. I was around a lot of great people. And to be honest, you know, the teammates that I had, they're, they're, 
you know, they're, they're, they're some of the best teammates that I've ever had in my career. And like I said, it's just been rejuvenating for me. And I'm just so thankful and grateful that I, that I got to experience that for four years. We're talking to Milan Lucic, uh, a member of the Boston Bruins now. I know that sounds good to him to hear, and I'm sure it felt good. And I, I, I'm picturing you after that phone call with Don Sweeney running to your wife to say, you won't believe who I just got off the phone with and what, what, what could possibly be happening. I mean, she must be thrilled too, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And, and you know, she was there with me for seven out of the eight years, so she's excited to go back as well. So we're all excited. Yeah. You know what? My two daughters are born in Boston. So for them oh, to yeah. go back, you know, and, and, and like I said, it's been, it's been eight years. And, and, and like for me, I know, you know, this is kind of sentimental, but my kids don't know me or have ever really seen me as a Boston Bruin. So the fact that they yeah. get to witness this now is something that I get to share with them as well. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think the way the city's going to embrace you too, that's something that your family, they've seen that here. They probably saw it in Edmonton as well, but I, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it's, it's kind of a whole different level in Boston where hockey is, 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 is you know, a religious thing almost. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you take me back to the time in Calgary that you – I remember you telling us that you, you contemplated quitting. You, you were early on one season, you were seriously thinking about not wanting to play the game anymore. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, it's just, you know, things weren't, it just wasn't fun. You know, like uh, I came there in a situation and, you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't playing a lot. I wasn't, you know, um, you know, I, it, it it was just it w- it was an odd situation and it w- it was at a point where you know it was probably the low point of my life uh um uh, you know the, when i got there in 2019 and and honestly until until jeff ward took over you know that's when that's like when i said you know it was rejuvenating after that but before that you know it was like was never in key situations, was never in key moments, was never, you know, I felt like I didn't even have a purpose, you know, to be on the team. And, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, that's, that, that's what was actually going on. And, and then, like I said, once Jeff Ward took over and he had me going again, um, you know, it was like, well, I felt to myself, I'd go home at night and be like, okay, what's the point of doing this anymore when it's not even, it doesn't make you happy anymore. And then, like I said, it just, everything started to click after that. And, you know, I, and I, and I love it to this day. And that's the reason why, you know, I'm sure you guys have all heard the story of me calling Doug Armstrong and asking him if I could come to the world championships. And, you know, it's because I love the game as much as I do. And, you know, I'm just so, as much as it was a low point, I think it was something that I needed to go through because it's made me love and appreciate the game, I think, more than I did at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, when, when you were uh, a healthy scratch this season, I don't want to compare it to then. I mean, you said it was a low point in your life. I mean, you can't compare it to that. But how, how tough was that? 
when Daryl Sutter sat you, uh, you know, I think it was two thirds of the way through the season this year, he finally, he sat you down. What was that like? I mean, it was what it was. Uh, I wish there was a little bit more communication with it, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's just one of those things. Like you, you just, like I said, you just take it day by day. Um, was I upset? Obviously I was upset. You know, nobody ever wants to be sat out and all that type of stuff. But I also understand, you know, where I'm at in, in my career and, and, you know, even moving on, moving forward, if I get scratched next year, you know, it's not something that I'm going to be crazy upset about. And, but you know what? I was, you just take it like a pro and, and, and you move forward and you move on and, 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 and you try to get better from it. And to be honest, when I came back in the lineup after it, it was, you know, I was starting to play good after that, if you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So yeah. it was something I think that I needed. And yeah. like I said, I just, I just wish there was a little bit more communication with it. But at the end of the day, like I said, I think it, it gave me that kick in the, in the behind to, to say, hey, get yourself going again because, you know, you need to get going again. So, like I said, you learn from it and you move on. And, and yeah, so that's that's that was that's what was going through my head the whole time. Was uh, was communication, you know, a lot has been made about, about Daryl Sutter and the way he communicates with his players. And uh, was that a problem in the room, generally speaking, with other players as well, just the way he communicated with them? You know what, I'm, I'm – at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm a huge Daryl Sutter fan. I, I, I honestly, out of all the coaches I've played for, I, I think he's the the best and smartest coach I've played for. And you know, he, yeah, like the way he breaks the game down and the game plan that he puts forward. There's literally I've never seen anyone do it the way that he does, and I think that's why he has the wins that he has and he has the Stanley Cups that he has because. You know, he is who he is. But, you know, the communication part, (laughs) it's, 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 it's very interesting. And, and yeah, you know, he's, he's very old school in a lot of ways. He's very set in his ways and all that type of stuff. But like I said, I've only had a great experience with him and, and yeah, that's, that's basically what I have to say about Daryl. Yeah, it, it's nice to hear, you know, praise for Daryl. And I don't think anyone's ever questioned that he's a great coach. It's it's the communication side. And and we don't need to get into all that. That's not why I wanted to have you on. But I have one last question about that. You know, when players, a lot of players spoke up uh, against the coach at the end of the season, how much do you think the frustration that was in the room, and I'm not saying you were one of those guys, but the frustration that was in that room that was very evident, how much did that contribute to the team's inability to live up to expectations this year? Well, yeah, there was obviously there's a ton of frustration. I mean, I mean, you look at the stats and everything, everything was there except the wins. You know what I'm trying to say? And, and what did we have? We had like 80 posts and out. And so if half of those, if half of those go in, who knows where we are right now? You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. As far as, 
players and organization and city and everything, all that type of stuff. If half of those go in, you know, we don't even, you know, we did our job and we're not even talking about the question that you just asked me. And, and I think everything was there other than the result. And, and obviously there was a frustration. I was frustrated. I think every single person in that room was frustrated because, you know, we felt like we were a good team and we were a good enough team to beat anyone. But ultimately it just comes down to the result and we didn't have the result. And, you know, that's ultimately what we're going to get remembered for is, 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 you know, is, is being this high expectation team that didn't, you know, that didn't pull through. And, and, and it's really unfortunate because it was a great group. You know, it was a tight room. Uh, a lot of the teammates really liked each other and liked being around each other. But unfortunately, like you said, there was just a lot of frustration, I think, through everyone. And it just kind of boiled into what it turned into as far as the season went. Like, we, we often describe the mood, and we're not in the room outside of just chatting with you guys after practice and games, but we describe the mood with Daryl as the coach as heavy. How would you describe the, the feeling in the room this year? Yeah, it's just obviously a lot of things happened. And when a lot of things happen and, you know, we talked about ex- expectations, I mean, you know, you lose two guys that are, you know, premium players in the league, but then you gain guys that are premium players in the league. And, you know, they're trying to figure, you know, they're trying to do their thing to fit in and, and everyone's trying to do their – the end of the day, everyone's just was everyone's trying to do their do their best for the right reasons, and like I said, we just it was just one of those things where everything just kept everything that could go wrong went wrong, and that's kind of yeah. And, and I, know, I know as an athlete, you can't really say that, but like it was one of those things where that literally is what what happened to us, and and. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're talking to Milan Lucic, Boston Bruins. Sign him one year, $1 million. So you'll see him in the black and gold. Tuesday, February 6th, the Flames are in Boston. And Thursday, February 22nd, just a couple weeks later, Boston at the Calgary Flames. That's always a hot ticket, but it'll be especially a hot ticket uh, come this February when Milan's in the lineup uh, uh, on the opposing team. I want to go back to the coach and not Daryl anymore, but Ryan Huska. Why should people believe that Ryan Huska can can get more out of this team than Daryl was able to last year? Well, I think Huska is great, and and you know what he's done. He's done his time, and and you know, coming up through the dub and and the HL into the NHL. And to be honest, I think I think one thing that's really great about Ryan is he's coached under a lot of coaches. So he's, I think he got to learn from a lot of, you know, really good coaches and, 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 and really great people. And, and I think he's going to bring his angle to it. Uh, I think he's going to, I think he's going to be great. I think he has an understanding of what, you know, that locker room needs and what they need to do to, to, to turn it around and, and, and get it going again. And, 
And you know what? At the end of the day, he's he's a good person. He is a really good person. I've I've always enjoyed working with him. I've always jo- enjoyed being around him. And I think he's going to do, you know, a, a great job. And I wish him nothing but the best. And it's also pretty, you know, I think he's got a great guy with my former linemate coming in, Mark Savard, uh, yeah. helping him out with the, you know, with the with the as an assistant coach and and with the power play and all that type of stuff. So, and you know, all the other guys that are there are going to are going to do a great job. So I think, you know, I, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see how he's going to do. And, and like I said, I wish him nothing but the best. Tell me, the, the obvious the issue right now, you know, the band's breaking up. You know, there's guys that, that say they're not going to resign. There are guys who are debating whether they want to resign. Can I just get you to put in your words, because I get asked this all the time, why don't want guys want to stay in Calgary? And we know that around the league, a lot of the guys have Calgary on a no-trade list, um, on their no-trade list. Tell me why, in your words, it, it's 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 a hard sell for some guys to stay in Calgary or to want to come to Calgary in the first place. Yeah, you know, like I talked about earlier in the interview, you know, I I enjoyed it. I, I, I embraced it. I enjoyed it. I think it's a great place. Uh, you know, I don't know what it is. You know, when 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 teams come in, it's usually cold. <laughs> it's yeah. usually you know, yeah, you know, and and even though we all love the dome, you know, it's it's old. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm I'm just trying to you know justify things here. It's old for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's yeah, and I think that's the main thing, and and. You know, yeah, that's that's kind of what it is. Is when guys come in on the road, like I said, they're usually in and out, and it's usually cold. And it's you know, like I said, the the dome is an older rink, even though it's a cool rink, and a lot of I think everyone enjoys playing in it. But you know, you, you get what I'm trying to say here. And yeah, yeah it's 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 it, you know, it's a smaller city. Uh, there's 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 not much going on other than the Flames. And I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to give you a, 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 a honest answer what what guys are thinking about, you know. And it's, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's not like, yeah, you know, it's not like it's it's not like on a day off you can go watch uh, an NBA game or you can mm-hmm. go to a MLB game. You know, you get what I'm trying to say. It's, yeah. There's, yeah. there's, yeah. So even though, the even travel. though, like I said, me, me and my wife. We embraced it. We we did it all. We went to you know the mountains and we lived Calgary and all that type of stuff. And and like you said too, the travel, the travel, it's, yeah. it, it is tough travel. It's tough travel uh, and all that type of stuff. But uh, like I said, I, I I enjoyed it. I think it's a great place to play. I think it's a great place to live. Uh, you know. When when the Chinook winds come through in the winter, it's 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 it's, it's it makes it real nice. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. That's 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 the best answer I got for you. Yeah, no, I appreciate your honesty, and I you you prefaced it well by you you know you did embrace it and like it here, and obviously Calgarians are very proud of the city, and we like it here, and we're here for a reason. But when there are 31 choices for a National Hockey League player. Uh, people take different things into account as to what's important to them. 
And uh, it's not just about money at some, you know, at some point for a lot of these players, it's about environment, it's about weather, it's about travel, it's about uh, the team's chances of winning. Let me ask you about this. Uh, sad, sad though, for you to see the band break. I mean, it always breaks up, you know, <laughs> and it always breaks up. It's always going to break up. And you know what, for me personally, I'm the one thing that I am disappointed about is that our group didn't do more than what we could have. And I felt like we did have a great group and a special group. Sorry. And it just, yeah. you know, and, 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 and it just sucks that we didn't, you know, do more than what we could have, especially in the, you know, not this season, but the season before, you know, where we did lose to Edmonton in, in, in the second round. But yeah, it's just, but at the end of the day, it's, it's inevitable. The bands always break up. Uh, yeah. It's, it's always sad to see it go, but that's something that I've learned in my career that, you know, it's something that always happens. Yeah. Yeah. It is a natural part of the sporting world. Listen, Milan, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. I took up a lot of your time. Thanks for your honesty, but not just today. Thanks for the last, you know, four years. Uh, in 30 years of covering the National Hockey League, I can tell you there are a few players I've enjoyed talking to more than you, uh, you because of your, you're, you're so cerebral when it comes to the game. And uh, I, I always think it's so great that you respect the history of the game and, and you honor it and you like to talk about it because it's important because a lot of players don't care about the history of the game. Um, and I, I always respected that about you. And one day, one day you and I are going to sit down and we're going to write your book. But we haven't talked about that yet. We haven't talked about that yet. That, that's not on the table yet. But but there'll be a time when All you right. and I are going to sit down and, and we're, I want to write your book because you've, you've lived a fascinating life. So thanks for your time and, and good luck uh, with the Boston Bruins. All right. Thank you so much. There he is. Milan Lucic, Boston Bruin again. Kind of a, definitely very exciting for him and his family, and uh, we wish him all the best. Okay, that's the Eric Francis Show. It's brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Live standard bred racing is back every Friday and Saturday at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. Visit thehorses.com. Must be 18+. plus. Please play responsibly. We'll do it all again next week, but back to its normal time slot, Monday at noon, moving forward. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day.